Good morning, everyone. This is Robert Craig, Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin. And uh, this has become kind of a uh, just tradition. This is the eighth annual Wisconsin Health Insurance Cost Ranking Report, where we look at where the different cities in the state rank on health insurance costs, which is a tremendous concern statewide and in each uh, region of the state. Uh, so we'll be going through our findings for this year's report. I know that for our speakers, that Representative Melissa Sargent is on the line and that uh, Democratic uh, leader, Senator Chris Larson, was slightly delayed. He was having a technical issue but was going to dial in during the call within a couple minutes. So we're going to start without him. But I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to review the findings, and these are all live right now at, uh, at our, on our website at least they should be, uh, citizenactionwi.org. Uh, there's going to be the ability to, um, uh, to ask questions at the end of the call, but if, you, if there's something urgent that you don't understand and you want to break in, it's star six to unmute yourself. But we'll also have a Q&A at the end of the call as well. So as far as the findings in this year's report, historically this report has always looked at the large group market, that is insurance that is bought by large employers and medium-sized employers. And that is the majority of health insurance bought. It's 77% of insurance, including badger care, bought by people under the age of 65. So it's the biggest and most significant market. Now, what's new this year is, is that in addition to those numbers, because of the, the Affordable Care Act and the creation of these new competitive health marketplaces or exchanges, we actually now have access to data at the local and regional level uh, for the small group market, which is employers under 50, and then also the individual market, which is on their own. So that gives us the ability to look, look, look at um, differences between those markets, which is new this year. Since it's the first year of reporting those numbers, we don't have historic rates of inflation, uh, some of the other measures that we have for the large group market in this report. So I want to run through what the top lines are in this report and then turn it over to our speakers. Uh, we continue, first of all, we continue to find a big health, uh, cost disparity between different regions of the state. Historically in this report, Madison has the lowest cost, and this year is no exception. Uh, though Madison had uh, higher than average inflation as it did last year, so Madison to some degree is catching up uh, to the rest of the state a little bit. But we found a 23% variation between the highest cost area, which is southeast Wisconsin this year, Milwaukee and Racine, and Madison, which is an $1,800 difference per year for a single policy, and that's on the large group market. Now, what's interesting, when we looked at the exchange rates, we found even larger disparities between the highest cost areas and the lowest cost areas. We found on the small group market a 55% difference between the highest cost area, which is the part of Wisconsin near the Twin Cities on the Wisconsin side of the river, and the lowest cost, which was actually Janesville and Beloit. We also found a 30% difference between the second highest cost area, Eau Claire, and the lowest cost area of the state. So these disparities are larger. Individual market the same. It's a 53% difference between the highest and the lowest. Lacrosse, the second highest area, is 32% higher than the lowest cost area, which is Fond du Lac. Now, what's interesting in that, so the bigger disparities, so those numbers amount to thousands of dollars a year, for example, on the small group market, a $2,724 difference per year for a single policy in the high-cost area and the low-cost area, which is really significant in terms of the cost. We did find 
line, which is interesting, is, is that Madison is not as low on the individual and small group market as it is in the large group market. So that's interesting. I'm going to talk about what that suggests. We a strong parallel between high-cost and low-cost regions for all types of insurance, which is good in terms of validating the data. Southeast Wisconsin, Northwest Wisconsin are the most expensive areas for both um, uh, on the whole, so that's good. But we found interesting variations where, as I pointed out, Madison's not as low-cost in the small group market or the individual market, and areas like northeast Wisconsin are much, are much less expensive there than they are for large group. And there are a couple different findings I want to pull out here, which is important. One is, is that it, so given the impact on the large group market in Madison, I, we conclude that the fact that you have a large number of state employees there exerting buying power is moderating risk group insurance in Madison, which we found for a number of years, but this, this difference accentuates that impact, which suggests that having more people in a pool, say having larger exchanges, is important in reducing costs. We also uh, conclude that there are distortions in the insurance market, that you ought to ideally, different types of insurance ought to cost the same across cities. If, if you have a, a similar city, similar underlying medical costs, if there are large variations there, it would suggest there are distortions in the insurance market itself, and that would suggest reforms such as rate review uh, could moderate rates substantially if the, if the differences are in insurance and not in, say, underlying medical costs, or at least that's a big part of the difference. Uh, we continue to have data here on the rate of inflation in this report of, of healthcare hyperinflation. And this shows that this continues to show very rapid hyperinflation, even though it moderated this year, even though health insurance costs are lower. It was a 4% increase overall for the large group market. But we've had a 201% increase statewide since the year 2000 now, and it's even higher in some areas. It's 339% in Green Bay and 227% in Appleton and Oshkosh. And so that it shows, it, we continue to show very rapid hyperinflation, but also shows it affecting different um, parts of the state differently, with some suffering it even worse than others. So our report is that cost is still a major problem, uh, but it does point to some um, reforms that we, could use, that we could use the Affordable Care Act to help implement, like rate review, like having larger insurance pools, having more people in exchanges that could bring, uh, start to at least moderate rate increases. And so, uh, by the way, on inflation, I should point out that Madison's been the highest the last two years, so it may be losing some of this advantage over time. La Crosse has been the lowest for the last two years and was had 0% increase this year on the, on the large group market, which is also very interesting. So with that... Uh, let me. I want to have some speakers uh, respond that are on the call to, to the findings in the report, and then we will turn it over to questions. So, um, I know uh, uh, Senator Larson, are you on the call yet? Well, let me uh, yeah, Oh, you are. Okay, great. So we'll start with yeah. Senator Larson, who is the uh, Democratic leader in the Senate and has uh, has been very interested in health care costs and health care reform for a number of years. So, uh, Senator, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Robert, uh, and thanks to the entire Citizen Action team for putting together this uh, very important information uh, for another year uh, for us to know about. As Senate Democrats are called in a session tomorrow to pass a short-term fix to Governor Walker's health care crisis, uh, this info uh, increased cost of health care insurance 
that Wisconsin's working middle class families face into some context. Uh, in my own city of Milwaukee, this report is showing that middle class families suffer from extremely high costs to relative low quality health care, which is unacceptable. Wisconsin's working middle class families should not be forced to choose between paying for their health insurance or making mortgage payments. Um, something we should do about that. Uh, it's not right. It's not sustainable for our state, and uh, especially at a time where Wisconsin still lags the nation in job growth. Uh, furthermore, there's a substantial cost difference even between cities in Wisconsin, and that's something where the uh, Commissioner of Insurance can use rate review to make sure uh, those are leveled out so there's more equity across our state. Those in Milwaukee were found to pay, on average, 1800 more per year than Madison. 80 miles should not increase health insurance costs by $1,800. Uh, but legislators have the opportunity to make it right. State policy does have an impact on the cost of health care. Um, we cannot fall asleep at the wheel in Madison. We have a responsibility to do all we can to help all citizens. If they to address the cost of health care, we friends and neighbors paying more and more for health care while our neighboring states have lower costs. So legislative action starts with lowering costs for 85000 Wisconsinites by strengthening Badger Care and saving the state $86,000 in this biennium, and that's something we plan on putting forward uh, tomorrow. And I would hope that our colleagues across the aisle choose to do this um, to make sure that Badger Care is strengthened. Uh, this is the first step towards slowing the skyrocketing costs of health insurance in Wisconsin. Um, thank you, Robert. Thank you very much, Satter. And you remind me of something I should have mentioned in the report overview, and that is that we also, as we have for the last couple of years, have quality measures, and we find that there is actually an inverse relationship in some cases between cost and quality. That is, the higher cost area, southeast Wisconsin, has lower quality insurance uh, than a lower cost area like Madison or, or northeast Wisconsin, relatively speaking, and that a big factor in this is the difference between the large for-profit insurance companies that have very low ratings and the really Wisconsin-based provider-driven nonprofit networks that tend to have high and very high quality ratings. So uh, that's something I should have mentioned in the overview. Uh, Senator Erpenbach, have you been able to call yet? Uh, I am. Thank you very much, Senator. And Senator Werpenbach is the ranking member on the Health Committee and has a really long track record on working on improving Wisconsin's health care system and making it more accessible and affordable for everyone. So, Senator Erpenbach, thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks a lot, Robert. I really appreciate uh, uh, all the work that went into this report. It's been really interesting to track it over the years to find out exactly where we uh, not only rank uh, in various markets around the state, but certainly how we uh, compare to the rest of the nation. And it's, the, the findings, again, this year are just, just as interesting as they were. Um, and one of the things you were talking about, Robert, is especially the higher cost doesn't necessarily buy anything more. Um, there's absolutely no correlation between the fact that health care may cost higher in one part of the state that doesn't lessen the quality of care um, uh, or, or give you a, a better quality of care simply because you're paying more. And that's one of the things that uh, we as a state have a, a, an opportunity to wrap our hands around in Governor Walker uh, and the Senate Republicans have actually take the lead on this issue. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention is the Affordable Care Act. Uh, obviously, that's been front and center now for uh, a couple of years, and particularly since October, since the marketplace has opened up. 
And there are some out there who have used uh, the Affordable Care Act implementation of it as an excuse to, to raise the cost of, of care or raise the cost. At the very least, what the Affordable Care Act has done is given millions of, of Americans and, and thousands of Wisconsinites an opportunity to access care. But we can certainly take it a step further. We can uh, we can lower the cost uh, uh, and, and actually up the quality of care of Wisconsin to run its own exchange, which we're not doing. And when I referenced earlier about Governor Walker actually taking the lead uh, on this particular issue rather than blaming Washington and sitting by and doing absolutely nothing about it, and we've been given every single tool we possibly need to take control of our health care costs in the state. Um, again, it's something that, uh, as uh, Senator Larson pointed out, we'll have an opportunity to, to uh, kind of hash out tomorrow morning on the Senate floor. But in the meantime, the findings, again, uh, are staggering. Uh, but at the very least, we know what we're dealing with here. And if the majority of Republicans and Governor Walker choose to do so, they have the votes and, and, and they have the ability to do something about this. Uh, thank you very much, Senator, and thanks for your leadership on this issue. And I think you're absolutely right that we need to, once we get beyond this debate over whether we're going to have coverage for everyone, everyone has somewhere to go, cost becomes the big issue. And in fact, the coverage debate, which goes on over and over again, is delaying us from getting to the nub of the issue, which is dealing with cost. And so with that, I want to rep uh, uh, welcome Representative Melissa Sargent, who really in her first term has already uh, made a mark for herself on health care issues and I think is going to be a major leader on health care issues in this legislature moving forward. So, uh, Representative Sargent, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much um, to Citizen Action for pulling these very important numbers together and um, giving me to talk about it in more detail. Um, before I was elected to the State Assembly, I was a small business owner. I am still a small business owner. And I know that the cost of health insurance has a huge impact on our small businesses. Small businesses across Wisconsin care deeply for employees, and they're investing in the employees that they have. But we also, in Wisconsin, are suffering from um, catastrophic, the low numbers with our private sector job growth. And these two things go hand in hand. Our small businesses would love to grow. They would love to offer jobs to more employees. But with the high cost of health insurance um, throughout Wisconsin, it makes it very difficult. And that is one of the things that is affecting our job growth here in Wisconsin. I am quite certain to that. Um, we're seeing that small businesses on the border, in particular with Minnesota, um, have impacts that are much higher than areas across the state. And it's not... That's not um, right. We in Wisconsin should offer the same opportunities to our businesses regardless of where they are. And when you're having to choose between insur providing insurance for the employees that you have there um, running your small business um, versus hiring a new employee, you're going to take care of the folks that you have there. Our job numbers are not going to continue to grow. Our small businesses are not being given the tools that they deserve in order to um, bring Wisconsin forward and create jobs. Um, we also know that the high costs of health care are having a direct drain on the resources of our, our citizens across Wisconsin. As they spend more money um, on health care to provide for their families, um, we know that they have less resources to influence the community. They have less dollars that they can use as they're buying presents um, this time of the year for their family and friends and their local small businesses. And these all tie together. And because of groups like Citizen Action, um, because of these important conversations, we're able to um, see through the layers of this very complicated onion 
and realize the importance of providing comprehensive health care and doing it in a way that doesn't stifle businesses um, from growing their numbers of employees and providing quality um, coverage for their people as well as the people of Wisconsin being able to have money in their pockets that they can um, then put back into the economy. So our economy in Wisconsin is suffering. The people of our state are suffering, and our businesses are suffering. And we need to know that um, together we can move forward by realizing that this is the case. Unfortunately, the State Assembly has voted um, against some more pragmatic measures that would make sure that we were taking, pe taking care of our citizens um, and our small business owners across the state. And I'm hopeful that um, the Senate will do the right thing tomorrow, have some good discussion, and um, move Wisconsin forward as well uh, as um, being able to increase uh, the investment in, in our job numbers, um, but also the humane thing, ensuring the people of Wisconsin, making sure that the quality of insurance is top-notch and the price that we're paying is not disparate depending on where you live in our, in our community. Uh, thank you uh, very much, Representative Sargent, and thanks uh, for your leadership role already uh, early in your career in, in these critical issues. And I'm going to open up for questions. I think the reason, the reason we do this report every year is in part to try to focus attention on this issue for people to understand how it affects them all over the state, how there are different you know, regional cost disparities, and try to focus us to work together on doing everything we can through to deliver high-quality, affordable health care. And I think this report provides a lot of data that, so, that shows us how, diff how much we've been losing ground over the years in terms of affordability and how much work there is to do, but also points based on the differences in the data, directions we could go in public policy if we would work together on this issue. And so I really want to thank Senator Larson, Senator Bach, and Representative Sargent for contributing to this discussion. So with that, let me open it up to any questions uh, reporters might have about the overall report or about specific rankings of their city or region, uh, Star 6 will unmute you. Um, I think Kevin may unmute everyone, but um, uh, why, why don't we go ahead and open it up to questions for me or for anyone else on the call. All attendees are muted. All attendees are unmuted. Hey, any, any questions? Yep, everyone's unmuted now, so go right ahead. Robert, this is Guy Bolton of the Journal Sentinel. Good morning, Guy. Um, good morning, Robert. Um, the rate um, having the OCI do rate reviews, um, given that the state they don't have authority to force uh, um, insurers to reduce rates, how would uh, rate review affect rates? Well, one thing they could do is seek authority, uh, and the legislature could could give it to them. But they can have hearings. Rates and they can they can hold it up as a process where you can do that in state law and and put pressure on uh, insurance companies. There are some other uh, states where simply revealing uh, what the rates were and that an insurance commissioner thought they were excessive caused them to be revised. So I think you could do a lot more with public information, but obviously we would support going the direction other states have gone around the country and actually uh, requiring the Department of Insurance Commissioner's Office to approve rates and to review that much more rigorously. But, but you're, I think they, they could use existing statutory authority to, to do a lot more on, in terms of rate review. Now, if rates are too high, won't the uh, MLR requirements kick in? 
So just so uh, since Guy is a healthcare reporter, so people know what uh, an MLR is, that's the medical loss ratio, and that is the ratio of how much is spent on on health insurance on, on actual medical care versus overhead and profit and and uh, and, and administration and and reserves. And uh, so there's a new requirement of the Affordable Care Act that's a couple years old that 80 percent has to go to medical care of the premium for the small group and individual market and 85% for the large group market. Uh, we don't think so, because, and Kaiser Family Foundation has been looking at this. Uh, we think that um, there is still, that those are still, you, there's still a, a, a lot of room there for additional prop, unnecessary profit and overhead. And so we think that states that are doing rate review are getting substantial In Minnesota, they got rate reductions of up to 37%, and you've seen that in other states with aggressive rate review. I mean, you have a big variation. Uh, you have some uh, health plans that are at 95% medical loss ratio and others that are at just around the minimum. Well, that's a huge amount of money. And so I, I think medical loss ratio helps, but I, don't, I think rate review is even more effective. So, but I, but I think you raise a good point. There are other elements to law that also uh, add some accountability. Um, any um, other questions from Guy or any other reporters on the call? And we're happy to talk about where particular cities end up in these rankings as well if, uh, for, for regional media. Robert, this is Steve Lund, Ocean News. Hi. Uh, uh, go ahead, Steve. Then there's another, another, there's another uh, that question will go ahead, Steve. You go first. Does your report uh, indicate why southeastern Wisconsin is so high? What this report, the, the data, this data is descriptive. So what we're able to do is look at it, see how it changes um, over the years. That's for the large group market, small group, and individual market. This is the first year of data that we have because of new exchanges. So southeast Wisconsin is generally highest cost areas. It kind of goes back and forth with northwest Wisconsin um, and sometimes west central Wisconsin for being the highest cost area. Obviously, the, the largest part of health care uh, cost is still medical care. As Guy Bolton was pointing out with a medical loss ratio, you have a requirement in the large group market that 85% go to direct medical care. So the biggest factor is going to be the cost of hospitals and providers in an area. Uh, but what we're saying in this report also, and we can't, we, I can't give you what percent it is for Southeast Wisconsin. There seem to be disruptions in the insurance market um, on top of that. And so there may be, and, and the one that would exist in Southeast Wisconsin uh, that's interesting, not in terms of disruption, but in terms of structure, is, is that Southeast Wisconsin is dominated by uh, the large national health insurance, uh, for profit health insurance companies, your Humana's, your uh, Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare's, and they tend to be uh, higher cost and lower quality, and they tend to include the entire, uh, all, the, all the hospital systems rather than a Madison-like situation where you have the various health systems competing against each other through uh, competing health plans. So, the, the, so those may influence higher costs, um, the, the fact that the structure of the insurance market plus costs among the, uh, the, the relative costs for uh, the hospital systems. So, but in this, but what it does is give us clues into that, but it is not, it doesn't give us all of the causes. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, but it is very consistent, which, is, which, which tells you it, it, it's, not, it's not happenstance. But I think that the really good cost reform would, would delve even more into this for each region of Wisconsin. 
um, and try to get to, to, to the practical solutions. Uh, so other, uh, other questions? Hi, this is Natalie from WXPR. Hi. I wonder if you could say a few words about the North Central or Rhinelander area. And also, I'm curious to know if there's a if you see a correlation between uh, insurance premium costs and number of insurance providers. Uh, those are both really good questions. Um, as far as Rhinelander, it's had uh, about average health insurance inflation uh, since 2000, which is still very high. It's 196%, just slightly below the the average. It is above average in cost, though, uh, in the large group market. Uh, so it's, we currently in Rhinelander's ranked seventh out of 14 uh, metro areas, and it's sort of Rhinelander's kind of in between the northeast area and the west central area. So it gets it gets it gets the it gets a little bit of both as far as impact. It's also it's just about average, uh, which is a high average. We think Wisconsin's a, a relatively expensive state, about average for small group, just as slightly above, and then it is slightly below average individual market. So Rhinelander is middling in a high cost state. Um, would would be my conclusion. Um, it's not it's not the it, it, it's not the it's not the very highest cost area, but it's not it's not the lowest either. And so, uh, but it's fairly consistent actually across the um, across the different types of insurance. But I think obviously Rhineland, like the rest of the state, would benefit greatly from uh, public policy that would uh, work on moderating rates. And, and moderating healthcare costs as much as possible. Um, other question, Robert. This is um, doesn't include self-funded plans, correct? Uh, no. Based on the state employees. For the large group, it is, and for the small and, and small group and the uh, individual market, it's based on the exchanges. So, right, no, it does not look at that self-funded plans. It looks for large group. It looks at what bid you can get through a competitive bidding process because the state employee process is a bidding process in each region. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a surrogate, but um, it, it doesn't look at self-funded plans per se, though we think would, that this, this data would reflect what they could get since, since the biggest piece, no matter what you think about disruptions in, in the insurance market, the biggest piece is going to be the underlying cost of medical care in the area. That's going to be the biggest piece of, of the puzzle when it comes to cost for any insurance. Now, given the, the, the scant number of um, plans in, for the, on the marketplace for the small group market, um, are there any caveats we should be aware of in using that as a surrogate? Um, well, first, that's a good point. Uh, it's still insurance companies are 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 able to get from providers. So it depends on how important you think uh, the number of plans is. And I, I, didn't, meant, I didn't answer that part of the last uh, reporter's question from Rhinelander. It's mixed as to whether the number of plans uh, reduce costs. Wisconsin is a above-average state in health care costs and has a lot more health insurance plans and providers than most other states. Minnesota actually has fewer and has substantially lower costs, as we've uh, pointed out in a, in a report we did in October. So I, I take your point, Guy, but it's unclear. We're going to have to move it 
there's much of a, a discrepancy there, but there is not a there's at this point not a strong correlation, unfortunately, between the number of different insurance providers and lower cost. Uh, now, perhaps if there was better competition, more transparent competition, that's the case. But I, but I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point you raised, Guy. If no one else has a question, I'll throw one more. Um, you folks had said that, you know, running our own exchange would lower costs and improve quality. I, I mean, how how so? I mean, what guarantee is there that Wisconsin would be more like Kentucky than Oregon? I mean, there have been problems in these state-run exchanges as well. Yeah, and I know Senator Erpenbach mentioned that. I'll let, I'll let, me, let me start, and then if he wants to weigh in, uh, he could as well. Uh, what we have said, what we said in our, the report we did in October comparing Minnesota and Wisconsin is, is that rate review and care money you can directly link to lower cost. Uh, with the exchanges, it's more of a potential. Um, obviously, it needs to be tested out. And uh, so it depends how you would run the exchange. But one thing it could allow you to do, which is discussed in this, in, uh, in this report, is to work to get a larger buying pool. In fact, in 2017, exchanges, states have the option of expanding, if they have their own exchange, to include more than the small group market and get more lives with, with which to bargain for lower rates. And so there are states like Minnesota that have not started doing this yet, but are going to go make the exchange an active market participant, which means it actively tries to negotiate for lower rates. So I, I think there's evidence in this report that with the state employee plan and, and its impact in Madison that that could lower rates. But uh, it, it, it will, we will have to see, and we're going to have experience from other states that do take that action over the next couple of years. Uh, but I, I'm suggesting it, it gives you the more public policy tools and levers to do so, but I'm not guaranteeing that just having your own exchange automatically does it. It depends how you implement it and, and what tool and, and how you use that tool. Now, Senator Erpenbach, did you want to say anything about that? Looks like we might have lost Senator Erpenbach, but uh, uh, he may have some, some other thoughts on it. But uh, a number of health policy uh, uh, advocates and uh, experts believe that having your own exchange gives you more tools, but it's still a matter of public policy to use them well. Uh, other questions. Yes, one more one more question about southeastern Wisconsin versus Madison. Sure. You suggested that the the, the major insurance carriers in southeastern Wisconsin have broad networks. Yes. While the Madison um, insurance plans have smaller networks, and that's a factor in the reduced cost. We've thought so through the history of this report. That's the case and that that's a factor, that if you choose, um, you know, Dean Care over a group of their networks. Uh, and so, therefore, there's actual competition going on on cost and quality, whereas in the southeast, the major uh, – chains, the major systems, if they're, if they're all in the insurance plan, then you're not choosing one over the other. So there's, there's competition down to the provider and provider network level in Madison, um, and that hasn't been in southeast Wisconsin. Now, one difference is going to be, and I think people have heard this, 
and there's a trend in this anyway, there's a trend towards narrow network plans even in the southeast, and, and those exist on the exchanges. So we're beginning to see a choice between plans that in, in, in uh, the southeast Wisconsin that provide Aurora-only versus broad network everyone. And it's my understanding some of the other health systems will start competing with Aurora in the next year or two. So you may start to have a change in the structure of the market in southeast Wisconsin that more parallels Madison. But traditionally, that's not been the case. And that, that is, we think that's probably a factor in the cost differential. So um, other questions or follow-ups? Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we're available for any follow-up, any, any reporter who wants to have. We'll also get you in touch with the other speakers. I want to thank Senator Larson, uh, Senator Erpenbach, and Representative Sargent for being on the call. And uh, we're happy to take a lot of questions offline also from all the individual media markets about how this, how this looks in each part of the state. Thank you very much for joining us again this year. And uh, have, a, have a great holiday season, everyone.